Hello, everybody. Good to see you. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. It's Trish Carr with Women's Prosperity Network, and I'm so excited that you decided to stop and watch because we are going to have a really great conversation on today's episode of Be Real, Get Real. And you know, Be Real, Get Real is all about meeting the real people behind the business. You know, Women's Prosperity Network has a group all over the world. And we are so lucky to have extraordinary women who come together arm in arm to show the world that when we work together, when we eschew that competitive dog-eat-dog world, when we put our arms together, we are women who support each other, who help each other, who love each other to success. And the greatest thing about being a part of this amazing community are the amazing, powerful, purpose-driven women that are a part of it. So it's one thing to know what somebody does for a living, but it's another thing to know who they are, what they're about, and what is happening for them that you can learn from as well. So my guest today is the amazing Barbara Johnson. And just keeping it short, she is a strategic accountant. She looks at what's happening in your books and she makes decisions that help you cut your costs, bring in more revenue. She is guided by purpose and she provides unwavering support to empower you, small business owners and entrepreneurs, so that you have peace of mind, reduce stress, and greater freedom around your money. So please give a big warm welcome. Let me hear the cheers. The crowd goes wild. Let me hear it for Barbara Johnson. Hi. I hear the, I hear the crowd going crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so good to have you here and so um, kind of you to be here and share what's your story because it's fascinating what's happened for you. Just fascinating. How long, how long have you been doing Keep It Simple bookkeeping and accounting? Um, keep, keeping It Simple bookkeeping and accounting started officially in 2017, but I originally started doing bookkeeping and taxes and accounting back in 2005, 2006. So it's been about 17 years that I've been doing taxes and bookkeeping. That's a long time. So. That's a long time. How, how did you start? playing with numbers did you always like numbers i think there are numbers people oh, and there are not numbers yeah. people i i have loved the, the only b in school i ever got was in height it was in high school english and i'm not a an english person but i'm definitely a numbers person i love uh numbers always have been matter of fact um when i was deciding where to go to college my father was like you should go to college and be an accountant you're great with numbers you know you're great in math and stuff and I immediately joined the military, so. <clears throat> oh, that's okay. The military is a great career. It was, it was fantastic. And I, I actually was in the military for 10 years and then was medically retired. So, um, so it's a, a medical disability issue, but it was, it was great. I loved it, got to travel around, see the world. Um, see, oh well, yeah, I actually did. I've been over in the Mediterranean area um, all around uh, Puerto Rico and stuff like that as well. Florida, where did, Maine. Where did you go in the Mediterranean? 
I got to see Lodge's Azores in Spain, and um, I kind of took an excursion over into, um, oh, my brain just went blank. It was a road trip. It was a road trip. It was a road trip from Spain. Went all around Spain. But, um, and then there was went over. Um, but it was uh, the Straits. Gotcha, gotcha. It'll get you. But around there. And you were in the Navy for 10 years? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So what was your job in the Navy? I fixed electronic equipment. Everything, um, all of the communications equipment inside of the planes. Uh, matter of fact, down to the component level, I was what they called an eye-level technician. They would change the black box in the plane and send it to me. And I would take the circuit cards out, find out what component was bad, change that component out, fix it, and then test it and send it back. So that's, that's, yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun to me. Uh, well, you know, my family, I have a Navy family. My brother was in the Navy. My uh, uncle was in the Navy. My father was a Marine. And I think those two branches are married somehow. Um, and, you know, one of the things for my brother, so my brother went into the Navy when he was just able to join because he needed to, he needed the discipline. My mother was like, you're out of control. You got to get out of here and go into the Navy. And he did. He too got a medical release. And it was really interesting for him. And I don't know if this was your experience, but he was living in this very structured environment. He went from being a crazy teenager who was doing stuff he shouldn't do to being in the Navy where he learned discipline. He really did. I mean, my brother is very successful. Everything he learned in the Navy, he did. But when he got his discharge because of his physical injuries, he was back in the unstructured world and it was challenging. He found himself falling into the same bad habits that he had when he, before he went in. Was, was it challenging? Like, what was it like for you to be in that disciplined environment and then to all of a sudden, I suppose, not be there? Well, for me, yeah, the discipline, I actually, the thing with it is I actually liked the discipline. It was, you know, up and, and there and doing what you're supposed to do. The attention to detail was amazing. Um, it, one of the things that it taught me because I, I wasn't a very detailed person to start with. Um, I mean, I would clean my room, but I, there would be no detailing of the room. <laughs> like things would be hidden you know? under the bed. Is that what you mean? Kind of. Yeah. Um, I would clean it, but that's the military taught me more, more of the details, pays attention to details and stuff like that. Um, for me, when I got out, because I enjoyed that structure, I actually tried to keep it and tried to, you know, find a space. Now, my, my medical issues were a little... Um, more I, when I got out, I actually had a lot of help from from a friend who runs a holistic health center, Tierra Madre, and I would get massages and, and chiropractic work and energy work and stuff. And I went from not being able to do a lot to being able to go to college and work a job and everything. So it, it actually helped me get that direction pointed towards you know who who I like to work with and and help and such and and uh, learning about the holistic medicines and stuff was, was a fantastic part for me. Um, it gave me a chance to experience creativity, but still be focused. 
um, mm. which the, the strictness. And that was the other thing with the strictness. I worked a full-time job and went to college full-time and got my accounting degree. So it, it helped in that way. And I found that the, the attention to detail is seriously one of the biggest things, you know, when you're dealing with, with accounting and stuff. So it was great. I mean, for me, switching little little unusual because I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I was like, well, I used to being told to get up at a certain time and then it's like, you mean I can sleep in? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and I know that, you know, we've talked about this before. It was your plan to retire with the Navy. Oh, yeah. You yeah. were going to be a 20-year veteran that. and you loved what you were doing, but a medical situation made it impossible for you to continue. So when you were released or with your discharge, I assume you got an honorable or a general or one of those great discharges. Um, how, you know, go like that. You were saying, I can wake up whenever I want. Was the transition from, I'm going to be a medical, I'm going to be a veteran with 20 years service in the Navy to, oh, wow, now I have to work and find a job and figure out what I'm going to do. What was that like? It was, it was hard to start with because I didn't know what to do. You know, um, they, they send you, when you're getting discharged, they send you through a program that's supposed to be a transition assistance program. They call it a TAC program. And they say, okay, well, you need to start doing a resume and this is kind of how to do that. It's basically a class that you go to for a week where, you know, you need to start learning how to find a job and, and you know, interview skills and things like that. Things that when you're in the military, you don't think about because you've got a job. <laughs> Yeah, and before you go into the military, you're in high school, and they're not really showing you that kind of stuff. So you go from your parents' house to being taken care of, if you will. Right, right, yeah. So they, they but they, they don't teach you how to stand on your own. They teach you, you know, this is how to find a job so that you can um, find work and, and do such like that. So I was, I was very lucky that when I got out, there was a, a game store. It's called Board Games West on central um that needed someone to come in and work part-time retail and uh started out with that but that's where i decided where I, what i was going to finally do um they needed some help in the back room doing the accounting side of things and i was like okay i can help with that not a problem i helped with the inventory helped with the accounting and numbers and all that stuff and i found out i loved it and i was like uh -huh. oh, as much as i love doing electronics matter of fact more than i love doing yeah. electronics and so I said, hey, can I do this full time? I'm going to get my accounting degree. And they said, well, while you're going through school, sure. And so I was literally working in the back room doing all of the accounting and the inventory receiving and all of those jobs that accountants do for, for different companies was doing for this store and still being able to play the games because it's face-to-face -face interactive games. And if you've never played board games, you're crazy, but it's, they're incredible fun. <laughs> what kind of um, games? What kind of games? They're all they're called face-to-face -face interactive games, but they're board games and miniature war battle games and Dungeons and Dragons and stuff but like that. But they're all online. No, they're all face-to-face. -face. You sit in a room with someone around a table and play these games. And the miniature battles, you you have a four by four foot by six foot table that you set terrain on, and you got these miniatures that are about this big, and you do big battles with them based on rules and such. It was, it was incredible fun. Fun. And, and, so and, but that's where i learned be with other people in the same room when you're playing is yes. how unique 
<laughs> well, it, at that point, it, at that point, the online gaming hadn't taken off. Hadn't much. started yet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is back in 2000. So it hasn't gone too, too far. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And, and we taught board games, we would have family board game night where we taught um, different, like, settlers of Catan and things like that, where board games where people, you know, play different, you know, roll the dice and move around kind of like Monopoly, but they're based on right. other cities and collecting and stuff. So it was a lot of fun that way. Um, but doing that set me on the path to get my accounting degree and started me moving forward because I found the real love of my life. <laughs> and here you are. And you were in New Mexico then? Absolutely. Albuquerque. So was that where you were the last place you were stationed? Is that how you ended up in New Mexico? No, I got angry with the Navy and wanted to move as far away from water as possible <laughs> which is which is actually a desert it's a high desert but it's a desert you got <laughs> angry why were you angry with the navy because they told me i couldn't stay in for 20 years well i would have been angry about that too so you know <laughs> then I, I, I decided to become landlocked i'll show them <laughs> i'll show them <laughs> But Albuquerque is a great location. You're not far from the Grand Canyon. You're all the um, Oak Canyon, Sedona. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful over there. Yeah. yeah. So what brought you to Florida? My grandmother got sick mm. and, and I needed a change of scenery. And now my parents and everybody lived in Georgia and I wanted to be close, but not on top of them. Well, yeah, so you're six hours from Atlanta now, right? Something like that. So it's about eight hours. It's about eight hours. Doable. That's doable. So yeah, I could drive exactly. up and visit, but not be on top of. And so it was, it was really good. So it worked. And I've been in Florida before because my last duty station was Jacksonville. So, uh, and I've been in the Orlando area before um, because I um, went to boot camp in Orlando. Oh, you did? I didn't even know there was Navy boot camp. Everybody in my family went to Great Lakes. And they were probably guys. All the women got to go to Orlando. Oh, yeah, they were guys. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, so here, okay, so here, here's the big question. Military environment, get released from that. Now I have to work for myself. You got a job with a store. How did you go from, I have a job to, I want to live the way I want to live and I'm going to be my own boss? It kind of just happened. I, um, I started, I got my degree and started working for H&R Block doing taxes because I love the whole tax system, which in everything that I do, it's one of my most favorite things too. <laughs> You're one of the few um, people that loves the tax system. <laughs> the rest of us hate it. But so I started working for H&R Block and, and my first, usually when you hire on with H&R Block, you're, you're one of the tax preparers. But because of my military background and leadership that I had in the military, they wanted me to run my own store as well as be a first year tax preparer. And so doing that kind of set me up for, okay, now I'm in charge. Mm. I am a scheduling and I can't, you can't hire and fire, but you know, you schedule the people, you make sure you have the staffing requirements there. There is a, you know, a regional director above you or district manager above you, but you're 
you were responsible for the profits of that store. So you had to keep an eye on, are you making the money? You can't give away discounts. You can't all this stuff. So I kind of learned that, but then I would have people come to me to get their tax return done and they'd bring me bags or boxes of receipts and say, I need my taxes done and, and H&R Block you charge to do those receipts and stuff. And it, it kind of got interesting because, okay, now I get to charge them for the time to do the receipts and basically do their books for them. A whole year's worth of books <laughs> in right. one, you know, Here's my in, shoe in box. One time. Uh, no, no, we're, we're talking banker box with most of them. Um, and so what I started doing was, okay, these guys, they, they obviously need somebody to help them. So I would start saying, why don't you let me help you with your books during the year? That way you're still going to have to come to H&R Block to do um, your taxes. I signed a non-compete agreement. So there was not, I was not going to do taxes outside of H&R Block, but I could do your bookkeeping during the year. That way, when you come to H&R Block, your reports are all ready and we just put them into the tax return. So you're not paying the extra for me to do your books anyway. And so I started doing that and it slowly gained traction until I was doing more and more bookkeeping stuff during the year. And then when I moved to Florida, I of course didn't get back with H&R Block. So I just decided, okay, well, I'm gonna find clients here that need their books done. <laughs> I just kept going. So it, it kind of grew out of that, you know. It was a and natural so started, progression. It was really yeah. a natural progression. Yeah. It just, it, when I got to Florida, it was a little bit harder because I was working for Verizon as a salesperson, which I've always had a job and then had the side hustle or whatever you want to call it. But it was one of those, if I didn't get up and get going, I wouldn't find clients. If I didn't get up and, and you know, do the client's books, they weren't going to get done. And so it was scheduling my time and figuring out, and there's where the, you know, the military kind of kicked in. It's like, okay, I can do this. I'm going to get up at, you know, 4am and work on the client books. And then I'm going to go to work at, at Verizon and do that shift. And then in the afternoon, I'm going to go around and visit stores and see if I can get clients, you know, and start bringing in um, that type of thing. So it kind of, I just, time blocked it. I, I know WPN teaches time blocking, but yes. I've been doing time blocking since. <laughs> since well, you had the, you had the training woman. That's why you had that great training. So how long did it take you to say, okay, bye-bye Verizon. I'm going to do this now as a full-time thing. The difficulty is, is when I was working for Verizon, I started getting sick. Oh, um, I, I was coughing. Um, developed asthma. I got to the point where, you know, I, I would go in the store and I would start coughing, like to the point of the customers would walk in and not really want to see me, but I was coughing to almost passing out. And so um, I went on medical leave at times where if I woke up and was coughing and crazy and couldn't breathe, I would take the day off. Well, it got to the point where that was happening more than not. And it was literally to me killing me. Wow. I couldn't do it. And so honestly, I, I decided, okay, I can't keep doing this. I need to step out on my own. Okay. And so March 1st of 2018, I stopped working for Verizon. I gave two weeks notice. Um, and basically they gave me two weeks of vacation. <laughs> 
I was officially gone March March 1st. So once again, just like the Navy, it was a medical reason that pushed you out the door so that you could fly. Yeah. So how are you now? Do you did you find out what that was and is it gone? The coughing and rising? As soon I think as you were, a month after getting rid of Verizon, it was gone. You were, you were allergic to Verizon. <laughs> kind of. You I were. think I was allergic to the quotas and the stress. Yeah, I was I, allergic I was to AT&T. So I, I get it. And, you know, and, and the quotas and the stress and stuff, um, I just, uh, that's all I could figure is is the, the stress involved just. That's what it was. I, I couldn't handle it. And it's not that I don't have stress now, but I love what I do. You, know, you love what I you do, and you're living the dream. Don't you feel like you're living? This is the dream. I am. I am. I get up every morning excited to go to work. This is this is what I enjoy doing, and I love my clients. You know, it's it's like every single one. They're they're great, great business people. They're great friends. You know, I consider them yeah. friends. They're they're fun to work with. Um, I can't. There's not a single client I have that if they call me on the phone, I go. I don't want to talk to that person right now. Isn't it's that all great? Hey. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. I love it. You know, and like I said, I get up every morning going, I get to go to work. This is fun to me. You know, this week has been about, hey, extension time's coming up. I'm, I get to do tax returns. Yes. Yay. <laughs> Yay. You know, so it's, it's fun. It's enjoyable. It's, it's, I love to do it. And I teach classes to people who, you know, hey, I'm just getting started, and so I want to know what to claim. And so I have different classes where I teach them profit first. I teach them um, what expenses to claim, how to be debt free, just different things. But I enjoy talking. I, I don't think I've met, yeah, anybody that I'm actually working with. I actually enjoy doing. So it's it's a lot of fun. So to That's me, it's like great. living the dream. That's you know? great. And Barbara, your classes uh, I've attended really shine a light on what I need to pay attention to as a business owner, what I need to do in terms of my books, how I can make it simple for myself when it comes down to October 15th or August 15th, whatever day I'm filing my taxes. Because before I played, before uh, I knew it was happening in the books, every April I would get like heart palpitations about my taxes. Did I do the right things? Do I have the right deductions? But you show everybody how to have the deductions, get them done. So they're done before December 31st on your website, which is K-I-S-B-A-A, which stands for Keep It Simple Bookkeeping and Accounting. Keep right. It Simple Bookkeeping and Accounting. When I first saw Kizba, I was like, what's that? Yeah, keep it's keeping it straight. Oh, keeping straight. it straight. Sorry, I screwed up. <laughs> to me, it's Keep It Simple. Because simple well, is a tough thing. But yeah, on the website, you have the information about your classes and where I can register. On the website, I have a, a contact me form. I would love to talk to people to get them into the right class because I have three different ones and it's it's easy to direct people. And I do usually have my classes put up there as they're coming out. So yes, all different types of things. Um, I am on LinkedIn as well. Um, which I know I didn't get you that link, I don't think. No, 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 I have that link too. Oh, you I are, Yes, you are on LinkedIn as well. And that link is, let's do this. Oh, that's not it. It's this one. Not it. No, it's this one. 
Here we go. Bar, it's a long one. Or you could do what I did, go to LinkedIn and I put in Barbara Johnson and you came up right away. <laughs> it was very exciting. But that's the one I have, is that right? Did I, uh, Barbara, did I lose you? Oh, don't you, I can't stand it when we freeze. And she's probably over there going, I'm talking to you, but you can't hear me. Technology, my favorite thing. My favorite thing. Well, we were just wrapping up. So she is, uh, Barbara Johnson is the best. She's an amazing woman. She is so heartfelt, so real. And that's one of the reasons why I love her is because she is a real person. And you heard her say, I love working with my clients. I love everybody I work with. I love my business. Isn't that what we all really want? It is. So the thing is, when you are real, when you can be real, you can get real. And when you do that, you achieve real results. I'm so thrilled today that I had Barbara Johnson with me. I hope you'll go ahead and check out her training classes. She does wonderful work. She'll support you in making sure that you are getting all the money you can in your pocket so Uncle Sam gets what they deserve, but never more than that. And the many things that you probably don't have anymore. So thank you so much for being with us. I so appreciate it. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and make sure you go and check out K-I-S-B-A-A, Keep It Straight bookkeeping and accounting. And we'll see you again next time on another episode of Be Real, Get Real. Have a great day, everybody.